The Olympics are underway in Beijing. They officially kick off with the opening ceremonies tomorrow, which I think will actually be like early, early, early morning for us. Really early morning. But anyway, uh, the official kickoff happens tomorrow with the opening ceremonies. But it's weird, right? The Olympics this year are very, very strange. And and not just because of the pandemic. Um, let's talk about that with Dr. Angela Schneider, who is the director of the International Center for Olympic Studies, Western University, also a former Olympian, someone we've chatted with before. Uh, doctor, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, how do you, how do you feel about these Beijing Winter Games? How are you feeling about them as they get started? They are very different from most Olympics, aren't they? Well, they are for a number of reasons. Um, there's no doubt that there's always been some kind of crisis debate in the media leading up to an Olympic Games. So, you mm-hmm. know, doping, terrorism, Zika virus, and to name a few. But this time, we really do have um, some quite extreme situations that we've never had before. First of all, it's six months since the last game. So I think people are exhausted from Olympic Games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they haven't actually had a chance to recover their interest levels. Um, Second, you know, the athletes themselves have gone through absolutely extraordinary difficult conditions to get to China if they made it through qualifications, through COVID restrictions and all of that stuff. And then if they test positive when they arrive, as some have, they have to go into isolation and they don't know if they'll be out in time for their actual competition day time. So they may have went all the way to China for nothing. So the stress of the athletes for these Olympic Games, we've never seen anything like this. Never. No, no. And, and, and I've seen stories heading over, I think it was the U.S. and the Canadian team both telling um, their athletes, hey, don't take your own phone, maybe. Maybe get yourself a burner phone. Don't use this app. Don't do... I mean, the kinds of security concerns that they're facing are, are unprecedented, too. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the worries that the team and the athletes and the, pro- the, the protocols, all the things that they have to concern themselves with are all distracting from their job, what they want to do when they get there, which is, of course, have the best performance of their life and live their Olympic dream. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's extremely truncated and extremely controlled. And, you know, they're even getting warnings um, through the Chinese media that they need to be careful what they say if they do say something about anything. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so this is a... So this is really extraordinary. Uh, So we have never had athletes go through what they've gone through. And we've never had a situation with, you know, now the pandemic second Olympics within six months. And yeah, and the political, uh, you know, we've got a diplomatic boycott going on as well. Uh, So we haven't had boycott type issues, big ones for Canada anyway, in the United States for quite a while. So the question is... um is it worth it for the athletes? I mean, as you say, we've got the diplomatic boycott. Uh, I know a lot of people that I've spoken to here on the show say, why are we doing this? Why are we having games in Beijing even to begin with? It's craziness. It shouldn't even be happening. But the other argument has always been, well, it's important to the athletes. And this may be their one and only shot, and we don't want to deprive them of that. They've gone. They're getting ready to compete. So obviously they've made the calculation, and it's worth it to them. Well, and, you know, what choices do they have? The athletes didn't select yeah. the host city. And and they were being asked to pay the price for that selection. And and really, that's just not fair. Uh, so, you know, I think it, it's worth reminding people that less than a half, you know, it's certainly the 
the majority don't get to go to two Olympic Games. Like one game yep. is the majority, right? Yep. So this really is their chance for their Olympic dream for most of them. And, you know, they have done so much this time to get there. And is it worth it? Well, you know what? They, you, you ask them before they leave, they still are going to go. Yeah. They still want to be there. And even with the risk that if they test positive and they have to go into isolation, they won't even get to, you know, to the competition <laughs> for the day of the event if they're in isolation. Yeah. So it's, it's huge. It's huge stress. It's huge uncertainty. It's absolutely amazing what they have gone through. It really is. It, it, it's 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 just remarkable in so many different ways. What do you expect? Are these games going to go off relatively smoothly? Well, you know, China certainly is implementing a much stricter COVID strategy than even Tokyo did. And, you know, the Japanese did an incredible job with the restrictions and trying to yeah. prevent um, infections. But the Chinese have called it the, the zero COVID strategy. I mean, you've seen the pictures of them in hazmat suits, you know, <laughs> they've got these very strict enforced bubbles. I mean, it's it's even much more than uh, happened in, in Tokyo. So, um, yeah, it, it, it really is the case that you're sitting here looking at this and going, what, a, what an extraordinary experience. I mean, you want an extraordinary experience at the Olympic Games, but not necessarily like this. That's the thing. As someone who's been to an Olympics, I mean, that's sort of like, I mean, you want to talk about all of it coming down to one, I don't know, in some cases, in ten, to 10 seconds of your life uh, and all the buildup and all the things around it and having to be able to focus on that one brief moment in time. I'm just wondering if you were an athlete at these games, um, what your strategy would be? What would you tell athletes who are getting ready to compete with all of the nonsense that's going on around there that they can't control? How do they possibly go out and do their best? They really have to focus inward. Uh, and, you know, athletes do train for that, you know. It is the case that no matter where the Olympics are or any international competition like that, and even national competitions, there's a lot of stress and distractions. And so the athletes do train to focus inward and focus on their work and their performance. But in this case, they're really, really going to have to call on that. And for some more seasoned athletes, that might be a little bit easier. Yeah. Some of the new people on the block, that's going to be really tough. This is just so foreign all the way around, the whole experience. And they're not getting the true Olympic experience okay. either. So, you know, they won't know that because they won't have been to another Games to compare it to unless there are Olympians. And there are some that have been to other Games. And they, they, they will feel it and see it and see how truncated the experience is. But they're still there and they're still trying to live their dream. I mean, you know, my words to people are, you may be exhausted or burned out or feeling different, but think about our Canadian athletes and what they have done to get there. And maybe we can, you know, go out there and cheer for them one more time. Yeah, that's the other. That's the last one. Uh, so you'll be watching. I'll admit I'm a little conflicted because I want to support the athletes and I love the Olympics. But part of me is like, yeah, I just these games are some. we shouldn't be having. I don't know what to do, but you'll be watching. I'll be watching and I'll be supporting athletes. But you know what I, I'm asking? I'm asking the media to invite the athletes to speak when they come home. Yeah. 
and they're on our country, you know, in our country again, and, and let them have their freedom of speech and let them say what they want to say. And I'm also, I'm seeing some media are boycotting certain aspects of the game, which is really interesting. Some media are saying they're not going to cover the cultural expose. You know, the big thing that part of a host city does is showing off their culture. So they're just going to focus strictly on the athletics. Focus on the athletics. And so, you know, that's an interesting stand to take, saying, you know, I don't support this, uh, so this is the way I'm going to express that. It's uh, it's it's all very interesting, it is, and it's all very unique. And I'm more than happy to have any Olympic athlete on when they get home. That's absolutely something we can do here, and we will. Uh, and it's always a pleasure to chat with you, Doctor. Thanks so much. That's a pleasure. Thank you, Doctor Angela Schneider, who is the director of the International Center for Olympic Studies at Western University, former Olympian, competed as a rower for our country.